another episode of Extreme Voltage. My name, D. Melkonian, and we're going to be talking NFL football once again, specifically your Los Angeles Chargers. But before we get started on Charger news, hey, we got to talk about some hot NFL trending news this week. And how much bigger can you get than the Patrick Mahomes $500 plus million deal this week? Uh, that was one amazing contract. And I got to tell you, I don't know what you think about it. I absolutely love it. I think the Chiefs are set for the next 10 years. I mean, look, they have the guy. You can argue all about it. You can say it's too much money, about $45 million a year. But I want to talk contracts with you just a little bit, just get an idea of what we're talking about here, because quarterbacks get paid now. It's 2020 in the NFL. Your quarterback, if he's good, he's getting about $25 million. If he's great, he's making over 30 And if he is the guy, Super Bowl champion, he's going to make 45 plus. It's just the way it's going to go. Now, am I saying every quarterback that's going to be great is going to make Patrick Mahomes money? No, absolutely not. But this is Patrick Mahomes. And no matter what you say, uh, this kid took the NFL by storm uh, in his second year and just and just in his third has become a Super Bowl champion. Amazing, amazing story. Hey, look, they locked him up for 10 years. It wasn't where, okay, I'm going to get you for three or four, and then I'll, I'll come back to you in 2027, 2028, and we'll redo a new contract. Do you think by 2028 that this contract would have been any cheaper? Uh, no, I'm going to bet you it's not. Uh, the way the NFL salary cap has gonna, is, is booming and will boom even more next year, uh, regardless of COVID or not, this is going to be NFL contractual money with the networks. Uh, no matter if there's people in the stands, if there's concessions or parking, I get it. That's a lot of money being missed uh, this upcoming season, possibly, with with the number of even fans showing up or not. I, the rumor now is 25% fans. No matter what, the NFL is making money with their contracts for broadcast. I'm talking the uh, NBC, CBS, Fox, NFL Network, Yahoo, Amazon, whatever streaming device they want to go to and I've been using, NFL is making money on those platforms. And you're not going to see any diminishing returns, COVID-19 or not, they're making money. And I would even argue one more point that with COVID, I think because of that, even more so, the streaming issues and the broadcast issues, NFL Sunday ticket, the red zone, all those are going to even be higher demand because guess what? You have to watch the game on TV. You have to watch the game on your computer, your cell phone, or any type of media you follow. You're going to watch it that way because you cannot get to the game. So even more so, I think NFL is going to make a lot of money. Look, this going back to Patrick Mahomes, this was a great deal. The Kansas City Chiefs did an amazing job locking up a star-studded quarterback such as Patrick Mahomes. 10 years, 500, absolutely. Is there a contractual risk with, uh, with injury? For sure. Which player isn't? Every player is a contractual risk for injury. And I believe their payout is about $140 million. That's quite a big number. Uh, but guess what? Uh, that's what it takes to lock up a kid like this. Okay, You don't want to even mess with him in a, in a franchise mode or a salary cap issue or any type of contractual holdout. You don't want that. And I'm going to tell you, being Charger fans, it's, it's all great. But, you know, <laughs> this Chiefs team, is one heck of a team to watch. It's going to be one of those teams I have to watch every week just because that offense is going to be amazing. I mean, these guys have a plethora of riches, okay? Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, uh, Miko Hardman, 
okay, as your receivers. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who should be a, a blockbuster uh, a rookie running back that might even steal the rookie of the year, which I would think is going to happen. You still have Damian Williams. And you, whatever knock you have, that, that running back is solid coming out of the backfield, and he catches and runs. Just remember the Super Bowl game he had and the playoffs he had. He's Mr. December, Mr. January, and he's going he's gonna to bring it to him as well. Man, they're loaded. They are a loaded team. Yeah, they might not be able to capture everybody next couple of years with their contractual uh, issues. However, this team is set to go again. And as a Charger fan, they're going to play him twice a year, right? Our Chargers will play him twice a year, and I love that because you got to take out the number one team. You got to take out the number one quarterback, and you got to come up big against that number one offense in the league. You beat that team. If you split them throughout the season, great. If you get a chance to be a win twice, awesome. And if you get a chance to beat them in the playoffs, which you have to to keep on going, well, congratulations, because that's what you deserve. You got to play against the best to claim that ring, okay? And I love the fact that we're going to be playing them every year twice. I love to see it. Hey, if you're not a competitor, run away. This Charger team, the way their defense is getting stacked up, they got a, they got a dogfight in their hands. I love the fact we got this going. Patrick Mahomes, over $500 million in his contract, will be getting $45 million a year. I love it. Uh, here's a couple of contracts to follow up. Russell Wilson makes the second most uh, at $35 million. Uh, Big Ben is at 34. Aaron Rodgers comes in at 33.5, followed by Jared Goff at 33.5, and Kirk Cousins at 33. And lastly, we have uh, Carson Wentz at 32 and Dak Prescott at 31. Lastly is Matt Ryan at 30. That's your blockbuster numbers. And so, yes, Patrick Mahomes deserved all that and more. So congrats, KC. Let's go, Chargers. Got to play tough against them. You got to beat the best, and you got to go with that. But let's talk also about another quarterback that made the change to another team. And this was kind of interesting. It came out of left field. Some people weren't that excited about it and were actually really shocked about it. I actually was very shocked, too, just because of where this player went. I'd never thought it would mix in with a coach. But Cameron Newton your free agent quarterback, which was all fingers pointing to the Chargers. Absolutely. It was supposed to be a Charger pickup all the way through. And can I tell you, I was so mixed on that about him becoming a Charger. And you can write me, you can text me, you can tweet me, you can Instagram me, whatever you want. I respect Cam Newton. The guy played great in his MVP year. He is a beast. He is a truly Superman quarterback in that backfield. Had some amazing years. Carried that team. Literally carried that team on his back. Uh, if, that, if that man was anywhere near 5 yards or 10 yards away from the, uh, the end zone, he would carry that ball in. No doubt about it. The defense knew it. Uh, the coaches knew it. Every fan in the stadium knew it. And they still couldn't stop him from stripping off that, that Superman logo in the back of the end zone each time he ran with that ball inside that five-yard line. So I give that man all the props in the world. He played great in his career until the last couple of years. I remember so well last year, and you might not like me about this, but I'm going to tell you, I watched him on that. I think it was a Monday night game. I know it was a night game. And I remember him just a body language he did not want to be there. Now, I'm not sure if it's that shoulder injury. Obviously, last year it was that, that preseason injury that he had with the, uh, with the foot injury. But his demeanor, his lack of leadership in the huddle, his lack of wanting to be there could completely, was completely exposed. And looking at that 
as a, as a football analyst, football fan, just a guy on the stands watching or just a guy on the TV watching, that's not a leader of a team. He didn't want to be there. And I think that was the beginning of the demise of those Panthers. Once you have your number one player, once you have your number one leader, and nothing to take away from Christian McCaffrey, that, that, that man is awesome. But this is your quarterback. This is your leader. He's got number one on his jersey for a reason, okay? It's not a random choice. That is a number because he is the guy, and he knows it. Number one pick in the draft, he knows it. He did not want to play football. I don't care what he's going to tell you. He did not want to be on the field. Injury issues, mental issues about being there, I don't know what it was. I worry the fact that he is more of an entertainer than a football player. I think he worries more about Instagram and how he looks. And the guy looks, is in great shape. The guy's in amazing shape. His fashion statements, the hats, what he's wearing out there, that's his number one priority. At least that's what it was to me last couple of years. All those press conferences, good or bad or indifferent, I'm looking at him going, really? This is your professionalism? Uh, show me more on the field. You can wear any hat you want. You can wear the Matt Hatter hat, which he wore a couple of years ago. Great, congratulations. But show me more on the field. Be a leader on the field. And I didn't want that kind of person leading my chargers. That was going to be more of, oh, look, he was an MVP. Let's grab him. Oh, he's a, he's a running quarterback. That's what we need in, in Anthony Lynn's offense. Let's grab him. No, that's not the correct method to go. Yeah, there are some dots that point towards us as a potential offensive uh, system that he would fit into pretty well. But guess what? You have Tyrod Taylor, man. You have Tyrod Taylor. And yeah, is he the face of the future of the Chargers? No. He's the face this year. And I'm going to tell you, I have trust in the system and Anthony Lynn and Tom Telesco and also Tyrod Taylor. I've, I've loved watching his games since Buffalo. And he's already had a grasp of the offense last year with Phillip. He's got the, the game system down and what the Chargers want to do because they're transitioning. It's not the same offense as we talked about from, from last year. This is a brand new offense, Right but I think it's going to go into the hands of Tyrod Taylor's uh, positive benefits of what he can bring to this team. He's not going to carry the team. He's going to be the captain, though. He's going to steer that ship, and he's got a lot of talent around him to work with him to get it to the right place. So I thought by bringing Cam Newton in for the Chargers, that will derail what we've been setting up since last year, quite honestly, because last year you saw it in the tea leaves. Tyrod was going to take over the this, this system. And by doing that and bringing Cam in here because all the flash and, and all the glory of his yesteryear, uh, no, not a good move. Uh, in regards to the Patriots, let's move on to that. Okay, great. So you got the guy. Guess what, though? They signed him for, really, it's $550,000 $550, uh, for this year guaranteed. Oh, yeah, there's, there's incentives. Just go talk to Tom Brady about incentives. Uh, that's why he's not there anymore. And we could talk, talk, about, talk about Tom Brady all time long, but there's a reason why Tom Brady's not there. I'm not saying that's the only reason about salary issues, but I believe he's getting the, the most pay he's ever had in his career uh, with Tampa Bay this year. And I know he likes the fact that it's an open system for him. He's going to be, he's gonna be opening up his wings and, and doing his thing in that offense. But I got to tell you, uh, he's not getting paid much in, uh, in New England. You guys know that. You saw the contractual numbers. I think he goes up to 1.75. 
uh, for the year with some incentives, maybe even up to seven million. Well, that's a, I, I guarantee you. I haven't seen any of that incentives yet, but I guarantee you that's that's when he's hoisting up a, a Super Bowl trophy. That's when a, a Vince Lombardi trophy is going up above his head because he's not going to see that without those kind of um, accomplishments. So five fifty to one point seven five for starting Cam Newton. You know what? That's not a lot of confidence going in. I could just give you the the names and and prices of other. Uh, quarterbacks in the league, and you'd be surprised how low, in fact, Cam Newton's contract is on a yearly basis. Guess what? He's making just a little over Chad Henney money. Drew Locke uh, hasn't beat Matt Schaub, Nate Sudfeld, uh, the kid he's going to be running, uh, running up against, who might be actually the, uh, the better player this year. Nate Sudfeld's been making more than him at $2 million a year. Uh, Matt Barkley in Buffalo is making uh, uh, $4 million. Uh, for the contract. He's making $2 million a year this year as well. Uh, RG3 is making $2 million. Nathan Peterman, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, is, is your what? Third string quarterback there? 2.1 this year. Colt McCoy, New York Giants, 2.25. Lamar Jackson, of course, that's a, that's a rookie contract. He'll blow that up in the next couple of years. Jeff Driscoll, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, those guys are, are, are making more than Cam Newton. So that's some of the uh, numbers to, to play by. Congratulations to him for, for landing up in New England. I think it's going to be a really interesting partnership with Bill Belichick. I don't know if Bill, well, quite honestly, I don't think Bill Belichick can handle any of those animated issues he's going to be having pre and post interviews. Really interesting to see when they're losing games, if they're losing games, and how he's going to turn out, what kind of attitude he's going to have. He's uh, Cam is saying there's going to be a year that he's going to turn around and it's a prove-it deal, which is really great for athletes like that because they, they play really well. Usually when athletes have that chip on their shoulder, or they're, they're like caged animals. They're back there and they need to break it out and, and prove it to somebody. He's got that chip on his shoulder. That should be a good year for him and that should be a good year for Patriots. And I think it will be. I think he'll do fine. I think he'll play well. But if, if things start going a little adverse, I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic between the disciplined, tight ship Bill Belichick and the freewheeling entertainer of Cam Newton. We'll see how that flies up. This week, we're going to be wrapping up our Chargers 2020 defense. We're analyzing our linebackers for our 2020 LA Chargers, and we've upgraded uh, just like the corner and safeties we talked about last few weeks, we talked about the D-line that's been upgraded uh, with some additions through the draft and some free agency, some wise moves, our Chargers defense has upgraded. Number one, Thomas Davis last year did not make any sense to me. Again, great player, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year, absolutely awesome career with the Carolina Panthers, but this was a player that did not have any more gas in his tank. And I'm not sure why the Chargers made that kind of commitment to him. I think it was a three-year contract and it wasn't a cheap contract. And they got out of it this year, but I got to tell you, I was not impressed with the signing and I was really not happy with, with the results. So Thomas Davis is gone. And in his place, uh, we have from the University of Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray. Excited about this kid. He'll be the one linebacker this year. And the one linebacker is more of a, a linebacker that's going to be in coverage sets, freewheeling, coming in on a pass rush as well on blitzers. He's the fast linebacker, the athletic linebacker that you want him out there uh, guarding tight ends, guarding backs coming out of the backfield. That's going to be your starter this year. Uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, very impressive. We talked about it during our draft coverage of the podcast. If you haven't heard it, please go back and check it out. It was one of our first podcasts. I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, get a good idea of Kenneth Murray, but he should be your locked-in starter at the Will linebacker position. In the middle, we got the thumper. Uh, Denzel Perryman. Uh, Denzel came back last year on a renewed two-year contract. 
uh, with an extension. Uh, he graded out on Pro Football Focus with a 59% grade. Thanks, PFF, for that, for that information. He had 68 uh, tackles last year, 50 solo, and five tackles for losses. Denzel's a great, great run stopper. Good player. Uh, so it'll be fun to have him back. His negatives are he does have uh, injury issues that are concerning issues with shoulders and so forth. He's had some problems. Played well last year, though. Played really well. Played in uh, 16 games and graded out really well. He was 48 out of 89 uh, out of the linebackers per fo- uh, pro football focus. So he did really well in that rank as well. In the uh, middle side, after Denzel, if there needs to be any type of depth position, you can see Yuchini uh, Nwasu, who we talked about earlier as the edge rusher that comes in after Melvin. Uh, He can come in and provide that middle backing capability as well. And we've talked about him previously as the defensive line issues. And again, um, Nwasu had 31 tackles last year with uh, 23 solos and five tackles for losses. So he can man that middle backer if he needs to. On the uh, Sam side, uh, Sam side or strength side, uh, again, some tight end issues on that side, some coverage abilities as well. Uh, you've got Kazir White. Uh, Kazir White was drafted a couple of years back. Injury issues with him as well with some knee problems and leg problems. Uh, but Kazir White's a heck of a player. Um, last year, he was limited to seven games uh, based on those injuries coming in, uh, but played well. He was ranked, actually ranked 25th out of 89 for pro, pro football focus. 66.6% grade in linebacking, which is a very solid grade. 40 tackles last year, 25 solo, uh, one tackle for loss, and one INT. So Kazir's out there, and he's a good coverage back as well, and he'll be a good backer on that side. Um, a name that we haven't talked about, but I think he's going to be a stud, is Drew Tranquil. And he is a kind of player that can play any side. He can actually play the middle. Uh, he, can, uh, he can back up uh, Denzel Perriman, which he's done in the past. He's not really a thumper, but the guy can play, can make his tackles. He's 25th ranked out of 89 for PFF, Pro Football Focus, with a 66.6 grade overall, uh, tying Kazir White. He's had uh, 75 tackles last year, 61 solo, four tackles for losses in 15 games last year. Very active linebacker, uh, can play special teams as well, obviously. He's a unique cat that can play all positions on that linebacker squad. And he can be their backup with uh, the Will linebacker uh, or after Murray, and he can take care of that Sam spot after Kazir and be on that side as well. So I think you're going to see a lot of Drew Tranquil. Actually, on the nickel package, when nickel comes in, at that point, Denzel will come, Denzel will come out. You'll see uh, Murray playing in there with Drew Tranquil on each side for more coverage backs. So they have two linebackers with the Oklahoma, uh, University of Oklahoma kid uh, and Murray and, um, and Drew Tranquil covering both sides while you have five DBs in the back. And then once we go to dime coverage, you can see Drew Tranquil with Derwin James, or you can see Murray with Derwin James covering the, the middle shot. So that's how the defense will play, be played out. Uh, one point here for free agent pickup. The Chargers weren't that active on free agency this year in regards to their uh, linebacker spot. They just picked up one kid from Cincinnati Bengals. And I like him a lot, Nick Vigil. I didn't see a lot of him last year, but just looking back at some tape and, and looking at the stats, good-looking kid. Uh, really got his, had his chance to start with the Cincinnati Bengals last year after a number of years being a sub player. Um, 62nd out of 89 on PFF's uh, rating scale for linebackers with a 54.3 on the PFF grading cycle. Uh, 111 tackles last year. A lot of tackles. 60 solo, three tackles for losses, and one interception. Uh, the kit can fly. He's a really, really solid player, and I think he's going to be 
he's going to be being used all over the field, very much like Drew Tranquil. He can line up in the middle side, the will side, the Sam side. So you're going to be seeing that along with special team play. You need these kind of studs, these kind of cats that can run and tackle and hit. This is what your special teams is comprised of and your linebacker uh, depth. Because, hey, these guys will get tired out there. There's a lot of chase around, especially against the Chiefs and the Raiders with all those uh, fast guys running around, including Denver. So you're going to need these boys out there running around doing their thing. So Nick Vigil, happy to see it. And lastly is Malik Jefferson. Um, He's another free agent that should make this squad. I see him gaining a spot with his size and speed and and attributes. The coaches like him. I wish we had a little training camp or so many camps. We got a better idea of what they're doing out there, how they look. But unfortunately, with COVID-19, these training camps are all in flux. We're all hoping it's going to start end of July as of July 12th today, we're still waiting to see how that's going to work out. Uh, fingers crossed these, these guys will get back. I know we've already lost two preseason games, potentially all four, depending on what the contract's going to be like with the Players Union. We'll see. We'll see if we get some football. I'm hopeful we are, and I'm hopeful training camp will start either in an abbreviated fashion or a late fashion. Somehow it should get this thing going, hopefully. Uh, health is number one for everybody uh, across the board. We'll see how it pans out. Once we see these guys out there in shorts, that'll be nice. Get these guys in pads later on and and get a better idea of what these guys look like. Uh, That's it. That's another awesome episode of Extreme Voltage. My time is up. If you're enjoying it, keep following us. Let your friends know. We appreciate all the support we're getting from everybody all across the nation and, again, overseas as well. Before we go, I wanted to thank a few people for making this show possible. Man Across the Glass, the producer himself, Tyrell Mad Dog Wiggins, along with an acknowledgement to our music by Kevin McLeod of Strength of the Titans and the Ice Giants. You can find Kevin and follow him at filmmusic.io. That's it for this week. Next time around, we're going to be talking Chargers offense. Let's talk about those quarterbacks. Once again, I appreciate you listening to us. Tell your friends, Charger Nation, ExtremeVoltage.com. Find us on Instagram at Extreme Voltage Podcast. And also email me any questions you might have or contact me at ExtremeVoltage at gmail.com. Take care.